Fuck it, I'll do the intro. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> do the intro, do the intro. Welcome to the show. What's going on, everybody? This is Dante with another episode of Off The Mats Podcast. And we're doing a late night recording here just because time time zones, they're weird. And, you know, turning clocks back are weird, too. So all that stuff's weird. But my guest today is or my guest this evening or whatever, I guess it's 10 o'clock. It's 10 o'clock, you know, where you're at, yeah, right? Yes, yeah, 10 p.m. my time. Jesus fucking Christ! It's, it's one a.m. here, but um, I'm, my guest today or tonight or whenever y'all listen to this is a hilarious young man out of L.A. But I, I I discovered this dude just looking at Instagram and looking at the the reels videos that he's been putting up. That I haven't seen one that I haven't laughed at yet. I, every time they come up, they're they're hilarious. My guest today is Anthony Cruz. Welcome. <laughs> like a little, like a little clapper or something like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, hey, man. Like I said, I'm I'm new to this. I'm working on effects. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get like a little audience in the background. I have, uh, I have a little little clapping noise. Uh, so I'm gonna, my daughter down here just yay in the background. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but how you doing, man? Good, man. Good. How are you? Thanks for having having me. Nah, thank thanks for doing this. I know we've been talking about it uh, for a little bit of time, and. Finally, you sent me the message like, look, I got some time off. I was like, well, let, let me figure my schedule out on my side and whatever works best for you. We can do this. Except for when you sent me the message like, all right, 1130. I was like, no, a.m. I was like, no, a.m. Like, that's going to be 230 at your time. I'm like, dude, I'm up late. Let's do it. I was like, all right, well, if that's the case, on Tuesday, I teach 7 to 830. We can do it after. Like, let's rock it. <laughs> honestly, I probably could have gotten out of work. If I would have just said to my manager, yeah, I'm going to head home and record. And she probably just went like, all right, go ahead. Fuck it, go home. But <laughs> That's nice. I, That's nice to have that leisure. You can just bounce like that. <laughs> well, we, it, it's kind of one of those things. That, so there's only two of us where I work. So it's one of those things where it's like, look, I scratch your back. You scratch my back type mm -hmm. deal. There's some days I might just, I, you know, some days I go and train. I'll just say, Hey, my coach, you know, wants to train this morning. Is it all right if I hop over there, come in later? It's like, yeah, go ahead. Then I'll come back like two, three hours later. And I'll say to her, you know what? Why don't you just go ahead and take the rest of the day? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like I'm her boss, but that's so funny. So yeah, we, I probably could have done it, but I was like, you know what? Like, I, I'm, I'm stressed with them right now. So I'm not even going to push any, like, I think I go in Friday. I, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing Friday. I'm pretty sure I'm working. I I'm gonna show up. So <laughs> if I'm working, cool. Um, so as I was spying your Instagram, because I, I realized I, I look at all your videos and I laugh. I was like, shit. Let me go through through his Instagram and make sure I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I want to <laughs> get on there. Like, oh yeah, he's a black belt and da da da. And he's like, no, I'm not. I, I'm a blue belt. Dude, like, oh shit, I feel like an <laughs> asshole. Um, so the black belt is just for the videos, bro. <laughs> I mean, you can buy them on Amazon, right? <laughs> oh, what's funny is on the previous episode that you all will hear <laughs> last week, I actually I was talking about you, and oh, really? I said, yeah, he just got his black belt, you know, just this summer, 
And then when I went through your Instagram and I was, I was like, oh, shit, he got his black belt last November. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. in my edits, I took that last or the summer part out. Yeah. Um, That's so funny. But it looks like what well, you've been a black belt about a year now. It looks like yeah, right? November November twenty third. I got actually wow. Two yes, just yesterday, a year ago, a year ago today, yesterday, I got my black belt. Fucking awesome! Congrats! Yeah, happy thanks, anniversary! Man. Yeah, happy anniversary! Right? Wow, that's crazy. Damn. So um, tomorrow how, how I'll post a picture. You just reminded me now. <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been training? I started jujitsu in December of two thousand eleven. That's that's when I first started. Okay, so. Eight years. All right, all right cool, yeah. cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what got you into it? So, I've always been into, I mean, I've always been a huge fan of MMA and watching the UFC fights growing up. But I never understood what when like you hear the commentators of Joe Rogan. I never, I never understood what they were talking about when they would say, "Oh, and he passed his guard, and now he's in side control. Oh, now if he does, if he puts his knee on his belly right here and puts pressure on top, it would amount." I, I didn't understand it. And I just wanted to have a better understanding of the sport and so I can understand what they were talking about. So I knew I always wanted to either get into jiu-jitsu or Muay Thai because those were the two that I would always hear them talk about the most. Jiu-jitsu when it was on the ground and his Muay Thai, his Muay Thai, his Muay Thai, his Muay Thai when they were on the feet. So I was looking around and I moved to Hollywood in December of 2011. And we had moved there. My family, we moved there. My mom, my sister's. My mom, my sister, yeah, and I, we moved there in 2011 because my sisters went to school for acting. And I used to be a professional magician and I was performing at the Magic Castle. So I used to live in Downey, California. And then the commute from Downey, driving all the way to Hollywood to perform at the castle or to have gigs out there when I had commercial auditions. It was just so far. It was too far. So I, uh, we moved out there and they left a flyer in my car. They were, you know, those flyers where they fly your cars. Yeah. You usually get those and you, and you toss it on the floor right away, right? You just throw, <laughs> you rip it up, throw it away. Well, this one caught my eye. I got in my car and I was like, oh, another flyer. And I was about to get just like toss it. And I look and I'm like, and it said, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, come try a class for a week for free. And it was, it was a five minute walk from my place, 10 minute walk from my place. Nice. And I looked and I said, oh, interesting. So I called up. And they said, oh, hey, you got the flyer? He said, okay, so we just we just opened up the school. Um, come in for a free class. You know, come in for a free class and try it out. So I went in. I tried. I did the free class. I, I'll never forget the first choke I got uh, submitted with was a cross-collar choke from closed guard. Um, I was in the, I was in the, in the opponent's closed guard, and he tapped me out. And I was like, what the heck was that? <laughs> and I was blown away because I just could not believe it, like what, what, it, what it had just happened. I was almost fainting after class. I felt super dizzy because, you know, you're just using energy and you're all spazzy, yeah. you know, you're just using instinct. And uh, after, right after that, I signed up. I said, man, I love this. I signed up and I didn't stop. I just, I kept going. I kept going and I kept training. And that's, that's how I got into it. I was the fifth student to sign up to the gym because that gym had just opened up. And the crazy part is they had been flying cars for about two weeks and out of all the flyers that they that they got, I was the only person that, that who had called and come in from that flyer. <laughs> and the and the you know big thing to that too, you started off there, you got your black belt there. I you know it, yeah. it's like that's that's a cool story actually. I, yeah, I, like that. I think that for me is that because you know it's not a lot of people can say that where they started is where they got their black belt. Sometimes they end yeah. up moving to a different city, a different state how gym closes down, whatever, whatever the case may be. But the fact that 
you know, I started with Alberto Crane, Professor Alberto Crane. I started with him and that's who I got my black belt from, you know, from day one. Uh, that for me is a great story to be able to tell, to say, yeah, I, I this is the, the school I've been at from the beginning. Yeah, that's that's just so cool to hear. It's like, wow, you just kind of on one of those, again, you get a flyer on your car. Like, and usually, again, like you said, most people just take them, throw them to the floor, you know, throw yeah. them in the trash. They don't care. It's like, yeah, yep. let, let me go ahead and give this thing a call and, you know, see what it's about. That, yep. <clears throat> that's actually kind of similar to, you know, with me getting into jujitsu, same thing, you know, watching MMA and, I could tell you everything about every fighter at the time, but I couldn't tell you what was going on when they got to the ground. I didn't know anything in the same thoughts. I was like, either I got to take Muay Thai or jujitsu and yeah. you know, whichever, whichever, or I know I'm going to learn and, and have a better sense of be, being able to talk about it because initially I wanted to start a podcast for MMA. And I was like, I don't want to have a podcast and talk about stuff. I don't know what I'm talking about. I had, I had a buddy of mine. We we had a two episode run called what what do you call it? MMA Obsession, which I fucking oh, okay. hated that name. I was like, that's, that's <laughs> fucking dumb. And it, you know, it obviously didn't work. I we didn't even know like what even. I know we recorded them. I don't know what the fuck we did them. I, I think we put them on Facebook and no one listened. So. But that's that's again a cool story. Just even hearing again, you started there, you're still there, you got your black belt there, you're you're you know coaching there. So it's yeah. you know a, a great overall experience, and I'm glad to hear that because yeah, yeah. like Thank I said, you. people bounce around, gyms close down. So good, good. Um, quick question because I've been thinking about this all day. I was like, all right, he's over in LA, you know, he's doing jujitsu. <laughs> You know, Tim Planets are out there and whatnot. You know the influence <laughs> and everything. Do you like like let's where where do you stand on this? Is the Earth flat or round to you? Which one, flat or round? If, if, you mean Earth? Yes. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't believe in the. In the it's both. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm not, I, don't, I don't think it's flat. I don't, I don't think it's flat. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. Man, that, 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 uh, it's like, uh, have you heard of that other thing where some people in LA they think that, that not all birds are real? Oh, wow. That's an, it, yeah. Oh, wow. There's a, okay. there's like, there's a thing, there's like a little documentary too about it that, that, that some birds, or I think it's pigeons, that the like government. Government yeah, did he? I heard about that. I, like, I did just hear. I just heard something about that probably over the weekend. They're like, you, you've never seen a baby pigeon. I was like, yeah. I guess you're right, but yeah, yeah. Like, I but then also, if that's the case, where the fuck do you find hamsters? Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. like other than the pet store. So, I actually I did ask that on Facebook once. Someone sent that fucking answer. No, I said gerbils, and they sent the answer to me. Um, in messenger i don't remember what it was because i didn't care enough to read but <laughs> hey it, look, birds are real all right yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, i'm like you know if, if you cut it up it will bleed it's, it's yeah. they shit on my car enough for me <laughs> to believe that they are real and, Dude, i remember speaking of that when we were in high school it's so stupid you used, to, you used to feed the birds a whole bunch of food that you know they'd be that they would poop out right away i was like not good for them to digest and the bell would ring and all the kids would go running the birds would fly it over them just be shitting on everybody hoping you don't get shit on oh my gosh man, stupid things they used to do in high school <laughs> i remember my 
friend's aunt was at the beach and a seagull flew over. You know, she's out laying in the sun, tanning, and the seagull flew over shit on her face. And oh she didn't realize, she, you know, that was just you know, like a, a drop droplet or whatever. So she went to wipe it and it smeared on her face. Oh, it was like, no. oh, God. I mean, no. You know, <laughs> That's why you have to have the camera phone recording so you can actually so get the <laughs> video. <laughs> yeah, it was it was back in the day, be, you know, way back in the day before we had all this fun technology. So <laughs> I, I I could only imagine now, dude. If I were if if I were a high schooler now with cell phones and all the capabilities, holy shit, that that'd be a a disaster. I think mm-hmm. like, like me without cameras was a disaster so with <laughs> cameras is just it would be a nightmare I just, it, like if you look through my phone now there's like probably i think 700 memes that like oh that i God. haven't even used yet pictures of my <laughs> daughter like pictures of action figures some food i, just, I take random pictures I, I think i still have like old like po- uh not polaroids but uh old film cartridges that need to be developed oh my probably. gosh Probably all with like just pictures of like my thumb as, as I'm messing up. But, <laughs> covering it. Yeah, because you know I'm, I'm not coordinated. I don't know what the, I, like I said. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I I, I just uh, walk through life. I stand in lines and I end up like with a new job. They're like, did you apply? <laughs> no, I was just standing there and ended up. I, I don't. I guess I filled out this tax paperwork fine. So, <laughs> but hey, you know I you know got a 401k and I <laughs> start on yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Um, and and for the record, I don't believe the Earth is flat either. But I okay. I, I hope that it is just <laughs> just for for the fuck of it. I, I don't sake. care. Yeah, you know I, I always say you know when people are like the Earth is flat. The Earth, my uh, manager's um, the father of her children. I don't know what their status is. Um, they're still good friends. You know they co-parent, but I don't mm-hmm. think they're a couple. But he is a flat earther, and I didn't oh, know really? that. I said to her, because we were joking in the office one day, I was like, I need to get a flat earther on the podcast because I got to hear what kind of fuckery comes out of her mouth. <laughs> and she goes, nah, he, he's one. And I was like, are you shitting me? I was like, really? She was like, yeah. I was like, oh, I got to prepare. I want to get this done oh on the show. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, not, I don't, I don't want to have a debate. I just, I, I just. Yeah, yeah. You just want to hear him out. Yeah. I, I want to hear it. But then also my thing is too. Okay. So what if it is? Yeah. <laughs> what are, are we going to try to go to the edge and try to yeah. jump off you hit a Christopher so. Columbus and discover new parts yeah <laughs> yeah I mean come on like look Chris figured it out for us like yeah. just yeah. his word like he, he, he seemed like a good guy if you ask me yeah. so like I trust yeah. him he, he said it was round <laughs> it's round um but like I don't know it's just it's all goofy um so with the reels that you do, all the videos, like, where do you come up with those ideas? It's like you have a new one, like, every other day. And it's like, <laughs> and they're all different. It's not like, you know, I'm yeah, not original, I mean, so I couldn't do that. It was all my shit would be the same video every day, just in a different <laughs> color. Yeah, I mean, you know, originally, so I have, I have, I do music. I'm a musician. I play guitar and I sing. And I have a my music Instagram. and I created this jujitsu page because I didn't want to flood my music Instagram with a bunch of jujitsu pictures because I love jujitsu and I train daily and you know, we're always taking photos and videos and stuff. And I didn't want to put 
you know, you know how it is with Instagram and social media in general. Yeah. People go to your page, they go to your page for a specific reason. When they follow you, they follow you for a specific reason, for a specific niche niche that you do. And if I have a music page, but then I have jujitsu and my music and my magic, it's like people are gonna, okay, well, what, what is it that I'm following? I don't know. So that's why I created the jujitsu Instagram. And originally it wasn't supposed to do the funny videos. I just did it because I wanted to post videos of me, of the jam training, my training partners, friends, and all of that. And that first video I did, which uh, I, I think you, you had reposted that first video, which is the one where I come walking out of the, yeah. of the room, I put the different <laughs> jujitsu tests, dum, 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 did that song, right? Yeah. I did it to that song. I actually song. just and, went and looked at it again today because it was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I was trying to like go back through all of the stuff. I was like, there was another one you had. I posted it, but it was before they started Reels. So mm. you had to be careful with music. And I remember. Yeah. I reposted it and I went to Wikipedia, found the artist, found the album, found the date. I put every piece of that. information because like, look, if Instagram is going to try to break my balls, yeah. just, just know this. I'm giving all the yeah. credit to the artist. Don't fuck yeah. with me because because yeah, yeah, the video yeah. is too good not to keep up. So I was like, I, I mm -hmm. have to put this here and I need the music to go with this video. Otherwise, it, it's nothing without the music. So, mm -hmm. yeah, and that's. That's why, yeah, because I think the first one you posted, you posted it without the music for that reason, because you didn't want it to get flagged and you didn't want your page to get flagged. Yeah. And um, I, I actually, I think it's so good that the Instagram's finally allowing the music. And I think they're obviously they're piggybacking off of TikTok because they're seeing how good, how good TikTok is. And I think artists too, and the labels and the management, they're all realizing, damn, we should let the these you know, these people, influencers, micro-influencers, whatever, use the music because what happens is people will hear a song and they like it. They're like, what song is that? And they go check it out on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, and only make it only helps their streams. So I think now they're starting to become a little more lenient as long as you're not making money off of it, you know? Yeah. I think they're they're allowing you to make to use the music. And then uh, which I think that's starting to help a lot. But that's how it started. So I did the I did the, the Instagram page as a jujitsu page so I can separate the two, my music and my Instagram. And then I did that video just for fun. Just because I'm like, oh, you know what, dude? There's always there's always different jujitsu types. All, all, you know, people who arrive at the gym. Let me just do it for fun, and I posted it. And then that that night before I went, I was like, oh, your video hit 500 views. Like, oh, that's cool. I woke up the next morning. It was it was like at 4,000 views. Like, oh shoot, okay. And then I started getting comments. And then I, I think it's like a little worse 7k now. I had like 84 comments. It, it did pretty well. But I was I was like, oh, okay, people 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 liked it. People, you know, they uh, responded well to it. Let maybe maybe I should do some more. So that's how I started. That's why I started creating more more of these videos. And I think that that video because that video was so many people can relate to it. So many jujitsu people can relate to it. I think that's kind of what helped that traction. It's like a, it's like an artist, you know. It's like they all, you you release a song, and if the first song is a hit, you want that you want that first song to be hit because the rest you then you're gonna get people wanting to listen to you. So I think that that kind of helped because that video did so well and so many people were able to relate to it. That kind of helped to build that traction for me to keep to keep the, the attention of, of making more videos. It's funny. Like I've mentioned to you to countless people and, they, they, you know, they all know as soon as I like describe the video, they're like, oh, yeah, I follow him. I know. Yeah, I know him. And, <laughs> you know, so when, when you put up the post the other day, you know, saying like you hit 500, I was like, that's it. Like, I feel like he has more because I talk to enough people that say they follow him. It, it, it's that that's that's 
a crime. There should be so many more people following <laughs> this account right now. I know, I know. I'm just, it's like, I'm, I'm obviously, just, yeah, it's just, I think you just have to stay active and then just keep posting. And, uh, but it's, yeah. I mean, the, the fact that it's like, it's even growing like that, and it's growing at a pretty good rate. You know, the, the engagement I get for the amount of followers I have, it's, I mean, it's pretty good and the, how it's growing. It's, uh, like I said, it, originally that wasn't even the reason why I made this Instagram. I just made it because I was going to do just some jujitsu stuff. And then, that that's uh related everybody related to that video so well and i got good feedback from it i was like oh, let, let me try to do some more and kind of just piggybacked off of that and kept going with it uh, as far mm-hmm. as how i come up with the ideas either either i'll see other videos and i think oh that's funny and then i'll come up with my own version of it so that, uh, like not a jujitsu just something like completely completely different you know whether they, maybe they're doing something related about covid or target or whatever i'm like oh my gosh and i hear an i hear an audio like an audio sound like when i do the voiceovers and i'm like oh this would be funny but i can do it on a jujitsu theme and then i think of something relatable that i can use with the audio or i'll just come up with my own ideas of of things like like the one like the one walking out of the room because personally i like there's a lot of pages where you see funny memes, right? Like your page, you're always posting like really funny memes. You post jujitsu and stuff like that. But then I, that's where I have to figure out, okay, I got to figure out how I can be a little bit different because there's already good pages like your page, you know, that where there's, you're already posting memes. So it's like, what if I do the same thing, it's not going to be any, anything different. And that's why I started doing the videos because I'm like, there's something, something a little bit different and you don't see too many pages where, they're making these reels or these funny videos that are jujitsu, jujitsu re- relatable that happen that everybody sees all the time, but maybe not make fun of, or that we make fun of amongst each other, but are not out there so for, for people to see. So, yeah, it, there's all these reels out there, but you know, it, it's the typical TikTok, you know, like watch us dance, watch yes. us, you know, do this synchronized choreographed dance. That it like only thing that reels has really showing me is that people can't dance <laughs> number one <laughs> but number two it's like we're easily controlled so seeing yours just being something completely different is a breath of fresh air it's you definitely found a, a niche that you know if anyone tries to come you know and and replicate it it's like yeah you can try but let me tell you this guy has that market corner right now because everyone that comes out is like all right pretty pretty funny and then i have to repost it i'm like okay let me reshare this because i I just can't it's like i sit there and i laugh and it's like if i'm laughing i was like okay i gotta let other people other people have to see this you have to laugh with me i can't be alone and and i think i think that's why the page is also doing good because it's, it's like when you see any, anything on Instagram or on TikTok, you see something funny, like, oh, I, I, I got to share it. I got to share this to people. And you, and you, and you want to share it to the people so that way they can see it. So because, oh, do you remember this? Do you remember that? You know, that's why, like, same thing, that, that video of me walking out of the room. That's why you saw so many people tagging other people. Be like, hey, this is you. Hey, you're this person. Hey, you're that person. Because it's so relatable. And everybody's like, dude, you're the one who's always rolling to the finals every round. You're the one who's always late. You know, it was just. <laughs> It, because there's there's always that there's always those types and you know the, the the blue belts who always quit you know not not all of them but obviously that's the that's the biggest gap right so that's the highest oh, yeah. percentage of, of belts that stop because blue to purple is what takes the longest that that blue belt area where I am right now it's like you know there's that excitement once you get there it's like yes I'm here and it's like okay what do I do now. And then it it just feels like this void, which speaking to another 
content creator, uh, Zach, who runs student of BJJ, he had a good point about it. It was like, you know, at Blue Belt, you think you're not getting good, but it's not that, you know, you're not getting good. It's just, you don't see it. You don't realize it. it it's, it's just, you know, we're expecting that jump, like from white belt to blue belt and then blue belt to purple belt it, is that jump. Isn't going to be as big as you think. And it's going to be yeah. little micro um, progressions. So yeah. you feel like you're getting, you know, better, but not as fast as you were when you're moving up from white belt to blue belt. Yeah. So it is a tough, tough move, but, you know, we just got to keep pushing at it. You know, especially like when you compete, you know, if you you compete when you, as an early blue belt, sometimes you can be competing against blue belts who've been blue belts for three, four years. You mm-hmm. know, that's the gap there is just so big. I feel like going from white to blue is kind of going from middle school to to high school. When you're an eighth grader in middle school, you're at the top of the food chain. You're the cool one. Everybody knows you. And then you get into high school, and you're like, you're a freshman. And you're like, uh, nobody knows you again. You know, you got to try to find your your group and all that. And I feel like white to blue is kind of that because it's, the, it's just such a big gap from going from a no-stripe blue belt, one-stripe blue belt to a blue belt who's been trained for, uh, who's been a blue belt for four years. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just such a it's such a big jump. But like you said, I think sometimes you don't you, if, when you don't worry about the stripes or you don't worry about the belts and you just show up and grind and train, it's the rest, the rest will, will follow. And I found that to be the case when I was white belt. I just, just like, look, I just love doing this. I'm mm-hmm. just going to keep showing up because I love being at that gym. I love training. My teammates are always so fun to be around. So, you know, once you find that, that engagement, it's it's gonna happen, and mm-hmm. you know the same thing. You know, as you're moving up, it's like, look, just you know, you're not there for the belt, you're there for the experience, you're there for, you know, the culture of it, and it'll happen when it happens. So, you know, I, I still try to keep that in mind. But there are some some days where I I'll get the shit kicked out of me. I was like, man, this sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going back to fucking basketball. Uh, you know, I wasn't gonna <laughs> choke me. nobody choked me when I was playing basketball. So yeah, like, like, like I might have got dunked on, but I didn't get choked. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I love that. So I think that's for me. That's what makes it fun. Have you been? To, have you been put to sleep yet during training? No, no. I I got close once. Uh, oh really? One of my teammates. So when when uh, one of my teammates, he and I were white belts. It was like we had. There was a secret rivalry. I don't know if he mm-hmm. was aware but I was, <laughs> um, but I remember I fancy myself, you know, at being very good at, you know, defending the bow and narrow. And I was like, those, like people go for it. They just couldn't get it. I was stubborn. It wasn't happening. One day he had it. I felt like I was defending. Then I felt my hands going numb and I felt like the room started to close in. And then I was like, shit, my hands weren't moving. I was like, I don't know if I can tap right now. <laughs> And then I started like stomping my feet, like like aggressively, like tap 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 tap. Um, <laughs> that that was the closest that I've come to being put out. Uh, you're like you're dizzy, you're kind yeah. of it. It, it it was a weird thing, but I'm also I have a I have a, a stubby neck, so like mm-hmm. I have a, a football player's neck. It's like a thick neck, so it's like all right, go ahead. Like you know, and that's not to say I can't be choked because it it happens quite often, but. <laughs> 
it it's like I always say with triangles. Like I actually put a bounty out on myself once. And I was like, hey, <laughs> if you can if you can triangle me, I owe you dinner. And oh wow, it, wow! And it's it's it was like one of the uh, other blue belts he got me. Now he had to work for it though. He he had to adjust. I think four or five times before he finally wow. got it. And and even when he got it, it wasn't so much that it. I, I think I was just tired of like trying to escape too. So it was kind of like, all right, look, I'm not going to get out of this anytime soon. And you're clearly going to keep adjusting until this shit like tightens up and puts me down. So I'm just going to go ahead and tap. Fortunately, he didn't hear about, you know, the, the giveaway on dinner. So that's so funny. Like, <laughs> he like, missed it, that day. He missed that day. Like, I, I don't know who or how many people listen to this, but if he hears this, I'm sure <laughs> like, hey, so you owe me dinner because that that's the last person. <laughs> I remember locking a triangle on me. That was um it was was it at the new gym? Yeah, it was about a year ago. Um oh, wow. or no, uh under a year ago because we moved into our, our current gym January second and then COVID okay. hit a month later. So um that that's always fun. Uh what's like with COVID going on and everything, I, I've been hearing some some crazy stuff out there in California. How's it how's that affecting your training in in your gym right now? I mean, um, well, I think when it first hit, when it first hit, we, we did a close down. Uh, I think like many, like many gyms did, we did, we did first close down. But then after that, uh, yeah, we kind of just opened, we kind of opened back up and I don't know, we just, we, we kept, we kept going, we kept training. I think it's, it's one of those things when, when COVID hit, you can, you can look at the glass like half full, half empty. And I definitely, I definitely made the most of it. Not just like with jujitsu, but with the, all the time I had off. Like I got, I got, I learned, I was, I learned how to use um, different software because I used to use Final Cut Pro to edit. And then I started learning how to use Premiere Pro and After Effects so I can get better at using that so I can make better videos. And this was like before I started this jujitsu page. This was just so I can mm-hmm. do other videos for different things that I was doing. And so I, I used that time when COVID hit, I, I, when it first hit hard and I, everybody had to, you know, with a lockdown, I used it yeah. to my advantage. I, I used it to, to learn how to better edit. I was working on music. I was working on just a whole bunch of different things. And then with my jujitsu, it was just, I was able to train, train more because I just had that time off. And, yeah. um, you know, I mean, we were obviously taking safety precautions, you know, we, before we would come to him to the gym, make sure everybody was negative, but. Um, definitely made 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 the most of it. You know, thankfully everybody, my, my family's been healthy. I've been healthy, um, so I mean, we've been good. But yeah, I think it's just one of those things where uh, a time like that's not going to happen again. You know, where unfortunately hopefully. a lot of people lost their jobs. You know, um, the, where I where I where I work for T Mobile, so our job yeah. is deemed essential, and um, so we were still getting paid while i was home we were on lockdown i was, I was off for two months straight but still i was still getting paid from t-mobile and that's where i was saying like a time like that just something like that will, will most likely you know never happen again you <laughs> know because yeah and so i just made the most of it I made the most of it like being able to take advantage of that time to do things that i've been wanting to do or work on and um yeah so it just uh that that's that's that for me was I think trying to look at the glass half full to make the most of it. That's good. The, there was a lot of people, you know, 
after or not even after, but even still kind of during lockdowns and stuff, you know, I'd, I'd see a lot of posts saying if you didn't start a business or if you didn't do this or if you didn't do that during lockdown, you wasted your time. It's like, hey, man, sometimes people are depressed. <laughs> like yeah. sometimes people lost their jobs and they, they don't, you know, know how to get out of that, that downward yeah. spiral. Yeah. So you, you can't not everybody's built the same. I mean, shit during, you know, I, my job was I, look, my job's not essential. But somehow <laughs> they claim that it is like they, they actually changed the category for our job. Oh, wow. So that way it would be deemed essential. And, you know, we kept working. My wife was not working during, I, I think she, what, she was down for three months. Uh, and actually with the job that my wife has, she she's an independent contractor. So the families that she was working for right before the lockdown happened, she hadn't actually taken any assignments with any families for two weeks. And then the lockdown happened. So, you know, it was then even longer. Although the fortunate thing is my wife being the prepper that she is, she had money stashed away Mm -hmm. for us to survive three months. Just in, and that's factoring in, you know, my car blowing up, our, our pipes uh, bursting in the basement and the AC <laughs> dying. Had those things not happened, we could have been like, man, fuck that. Let's stay locked down for a couple more months. We can do this. <laughs> I'm not worried about the rest of the world. But we, you know, during, during that time, you know, I was still going back to work. And really, you know, we weren't trying to go out, you know, because I, I was seeing a lot of people going out, you know, during that time off. It was like, hey, let's go to Home Depot and get some stuff and build shit. And I was like, I'm, I don't want to go nowhere, dude. I just want to go home. I don't want to yeah. be out here. I don't know anything about what's going on. So I'm not trying to go out. And ha- like I had a tenant come into my office right before this all started or right around the beginning. And she's coughing up a lung in the office. And I was just like, holy shit. Like, as soon as she left, I locked the doors, wiped down the entire <laughs> office. My manager comes back from break, and I was like, she was like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, you know, you know, it was like so-and-so came in here, and, you know, she said she went to the doctor, and, like, she was just saying these crazy things, and she started coughing all over the place, you know, and uh, she was like, okay, good idea. Let's, like, wipe all this shit down. <laughs> and she wiped wipe down everything after I wiped down everything, so, but during you know i guess i don't know i made this podcast happen during the lockdown i don't know so yeah, see, there you yeah go. otherwise all i did was like order more action figures and fill my basement up with more <laughs> toys so but yeah. you know again you know it, it's good you, like you sound like you know the kind of guy that you know like is a self-starter you know you just you know you're determined if you have your mind set to something you know you're gonna roll with it which you know that's good mm-hmm. it just you know again hearing you know your jiu-jitsu journey and you know the story to that you know that says a whole lot in itself because like like we said most guys we get the blue belt and it's like this this shit is hard i'm out yeah yeah i got other shit to do so and there's there's so many people there's so many people that there's one there's like three other guys who started with started with me we all got our blue belts together and uh you know, they either stopped because life happened or, you know, they went, went towards a career. There's a, there's a good friend of mine who actually still trains at the, at the gym. His name's, his name's Gilbert. And he's, he, we got our blue belts around the same time. I think we got our blue belts at the same time, actually. And he's still a blue belt because he's an actor. He started, he, so, 
things was doing well, things were going well for him in acting. So he started focusing more on that. And he kind of stopped training. And I got my black belt. And he had come back and he said, like, "Man, he's like, you know, he's like, I see you, and it's bittersweet for me because like we got our blue belts at the same time. Yeah. And I think like if I would have just kept going, like I'd be a black belt with you." He's like, and then he's like, and then I remember when we used to roll. We used to go back and forth. We used to have we used to have wars. He's like, now you you just toy with me. We're in Rome. Like, what happened? <laughs> it's like, it's like it's just how it is, man. That's what happens, you know. So, I hey, think, uh, yep. And it's that level up, you know. It's like you know, like you said, he he had other things to focus on, and if you're not a hundred percent into it, that that person who is, they're gonna get the best of you. Mm-hmm. And that like that teammate that I had a secret rivalry with, mm-hmm. um, he, he's a really nice guy. He's like probably one of the nicest people I know. And we were both white belts together. And it was almost kind of like this thing where it's like, you know, we we're kind of on the same path together. Uh, then he competed a few times. I, you know, I, I think he did it maybe two or three times. And uh, I think he did uh, the DC open as well, uh, IBJJF, uh, DC Open, got gold, and then shortly after that, got promoted to blue. And then I think I got mine a year after him, somewhere around there. So, but it, it's like, you know, the, the competition blue belt, you know, or, you know, the competition grappler period is always yeah. going you know, gain, you know, the most experience just going out there competing and getting different looks. So yes, a hundred percent. And and I think, I think those, those secret rivalries that you have at the gym, those are, those are good. Those are needed because that's what pushes you. Every, everything, everybody has that at a gym. Everybody has someone who's like, man, this dude always gets me. Man, this, this, I always have to go back and forth with, you know, or when you have to roll with a person, you're like, ah, I know it's going to be a tough roll. I know it. Cause you know, I think those, those type of people at the gym, those are the ones who really push you and bring out the best in you. You know, uh, I have a, a really good friend of mine who we actually met through jujitsu. His name is Dan. He was a, he was an all American D one wrestler. Uh, him and Rashad Evans, they went to college opposite colleges at the same time, but were wrestling at the same time. They met at state. He actually pinned Rashad Evans um, at the tournament with the cradle. Really, really good wrestler. Really tough. That guy I would have super tough roles with, but he pushed me to get so much better. And he taught me a lot too. And now we're really good friends. I mean, he's, he's older than me. You know, he's married and he has kids, but I mean, we're still friends. And again, we met through jujitsu and he just, he would just really push me to, to get better. And every time I rode with him, like, oh, especially like a guy like that, who you could just imagine. I mean, that the caliber of wrestler that he was, you can imagine trying to keep him on his back and trying to take him down was, <laughs> not not easy. It was very hard. It was always a hard role. Base was crazy good, but those are the kind kind of people that you want. You know, we were, we were blue belts together. We were white belts together. Blue belts together. And he would just he would push me, and he would always he'd always make me better and get me to that next level. And I think those those are those secret rivalries that you have at the gym. That's that's what you need to be able to push you. I definitely agree. I actually have like a out like a very wide open upfront rivalry now with a good friend of mine. He actually just got promoted to blue belt. Uh, I think like two weeks ago, three weeks oh, ago. Nice. And I, what he texted to me that night, the picture. And I was like, I was just, I, I, I was so goddamn happy for him. It, it, Cause we've been talking about this for the longest time. Cause he, he's one of our Muay Thai coaches 
and he you know he would go to competitions just by himself without the team just go go into open open weight competitions going up against brown belts and wow. and doing well against them and one of the things that well, I think he got uh, the brown belt one of the brown belt or the brown belt that I recall he uh, went up against he got him in a Muay Thai clinch and just a, a simple foot sweep. And, you know, we we're talking about that. It's like, you know, I think your Muay Thai training definitely translates very well to your stand-up game. And then, he, he, you know, he was taking our wrestling class at, at our gym. So he's a strong wrestler, too. And it, it was just he only did no gi. So once we start putting him in the gi, you know, especially when he and I would go, we go no gi and he would just <laughs> fucking beat the piss out of me. Then we put on a gi and I, I think well, there's a video of us. Something happened, and I remember putting on the gi, and there's like in one roll, I think I had like four different sweeps on them, and it's <laughs> like I I posted them all in a row. It was like this is my revenge. I'm pissed. Like I just I ran a sweep clinic on him, and you know now he's blue belt. We haven't rolled since he's gotten his blue belt. I'm trying to get him to come up there one of these Sundays with me, um, you know, because it's like I. I like rolling with him. It's like we have a good flow pace with each other, but we also know when to turn it up and when to turn it down. So that's, you know, it's always important to have that kind of relationship yeah. in the gym. Whereas, yeah. you know, you got some guys that, you know, they come in, they're about their business. They're just there to, you know, they're there to train, but there's yeah. not a relationship. So, yeah. And I think that's, that's what it is. Like, Everybody, everybody trains for a different reason. Some people train to be world champions. Some people train because it's just a stress relief and maybe they don't like going to a regular gym to lift weights. So this is their gym. And some people train because they just love to do it and they're still competitive, but maybe not, this is not their, their life. They're not trying to be a world champion. Like for me, that's what I fall in. You know, I'm, I've always been a competitive, I've always been very competitive growing up, whether it was, I used to play baseball, I, used, I, was, I was a pitcher. And I used to just love striking people out. It was just like when I strike, it was just that feeling, you know, striking someone out. It was just, I was just, I, I, I've always been competitive in everything I did, baseball, whether it be playing games, whatever it was in the jujitsu that just translated. And um, that, but everybody, like you said, has a different reason. Not everybody that goes to jujitsu is a killer. Not every black belt that you're going to train with is, is going to be, you know, a killer. But, but, it doesn't mean that they didn't put in the time. It doesn't mean that they don't understand jujitsu. It doesn't mean that they don't love the sport. It's just that everybody, everybody has their own pace and everybody has a, a different reason for, for training. And like you said, I think that's, you have to know th those people who are going to push you and those people who are just there to train just because it's what they do or it's just time from away from work for them or whatever the reason may be. Absolutely. That I have a friend that, she and her, I guess, husband, boyfriend, I don't know. She and her male counterpart, they contacted me. And I've been, I'm always trying to get people to at least try jujitsu. Just, I, I'm a walking billboard. I like, I go into Walgreens and my gi, <laughs> I go in my spats, <laughs> just walking around looking at action figures. Like, that, that dude's like, is he wearing yoga pants? Like, yes. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I am. Um, <laughs> you know, but my friend, and and her male counterpart, you know, they've been coming in the last couple of weeks training with me, just you know, going over you know basic simple things, just 
you know, I, I always think about things that I do. Like when I used to play video games, once I built my character up, the objective for my, you know, my playing that game moving forward was just to help other people get better. Hmm. Like with Instagram right now with BJJ Wiki, I don't know how I got the followers that I got. I did. I, I genuinely think I just hit a, a a streak with the algorithm, and I got lucky. The name I think is something that sold itself, and it just works. So I try with Instagram to help other accounts. You know, build it. Like I see your post, and I'm like, I gotta repost it. I gotta repost it. <laughs> you know, you know, maybe you know the followers I have will pick up on it and start going with it too. And I think of myself in jujitsu that way too is you know as i'm trying to grow and get better i'm trying to help people you know coming in after me also get better with whatever information i may have so i feel like there are times when i was a white belt i i don't you know my gym was great my gym's great i, I love it but there were times where i felt kind of lost and i didn't mm -hmm. feel like i had anyone there with me you know kind of explaining to me like hey don't do that that's dumb <laughs> you know so, you know, I look at when new guys come in now, it's like, all right, well, I'm not taking you under my wing per se, but, you know, I want to at least kind of keep an eye on you and help you out. Or or if I have friends that are comfortable with coming into a class setting, I was like, okay, well, yeah. look, I'm not doing anything on Sunday. Come through, you know, and, and we'll learn how to fall because that's one thing I always yeah. trust the people is learn how to fall. Break like, fall. <laughs> Yeah, it like my wife years ago, she was running and she slipped on some ice and fell and hit her head. And for me, it seems silly because I play football, so I know how to fall, you know, taking tackles and stuff. And I was just like, how do you not know how to fall? That's dumb. And then once I got to <laughs> jujitsu and start seeing guys come in who'd never done anything athletic and I'm looking at them I was like, oh, that's what that means not knowing how to fall like you've never been in that situation so you're afraid you, like so you know when we get new people in kid whether it's a kid whether it's an adult it's like look come over here in the corner with me we're gonna learn how to fall today just mm -hmm. we're gonna learn how to get comfortable hitting this mat with no fear and it takes some time but th that's one of the things i always stress to people is like do learn how to fall and once you get there once you get comfortable with not being afraid, you know, then you kind of start to loosen up a little bit and open up because like w one of my early fears, it wasn't falling. I was comfortable with that, but I was afraid of getting hit in the nuts. So mm -hmm. I like, I started wearing a cup. Once I wore the cup, I was fearless. I was just jumping into everything. Like, just like, let's go. Everyone, come on. <laughs> um, <laughs> like like the show on Monks that, that I do that training with them. <laughs> I remember there there was one day I forgot to wear my cup. It, it was like early on training and I didn't have my cup on. I was like, well, you know, it's been fine. It's been fine. And one of the newer blue belts, this, I think I've been training for maybe four months, whatever he did, he, it was almost like he did a wind up punch and hit me in the dick. And I know it wasn't intentional, but I, I was like, dude, I, I had my cup on for weeks. Nothing. I wear my fucking cup today. I get it right in the nuts. Hey, what the fuck? So, it. But I, I feel like eliminating fear and concern, you know, will, will help you go a long way. At least it does for me. Even there are times when I have 
on the mat, I, I grapple, I have a colostomy bag. There's some days where I feel more self-conscious about it. So I'm too busy focusing on that and I can't concentrate on grappling and I'm just getting like choked left and right. I'm getting arm bar left and right. I mean, caught in the ankle locks. I'm just like, damn dude. But then there are days where I'm not even worried about my stomach. I'm just, you know, I'm out, you know, for the kill. It's like, so I, I think, you know, when you take away those distractions and fears and concerns and just go out there and enjoy grappling and, and, and falling in love with it, it, it's a whole different game. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the, uh, one of the things that I was also kind of looking through as well through your Instagram is you had like a slideshow from, you know, you got your, you know, you starting off, you have your white belt on, then it shows your promotion to your blue belt, your promotion to your purple belt, brown and black. And that was, that was a really cool, um, just a cool like graphic to see. So, like along with the videos, like just seeing that it's, it's inspiring because yeah, you know you're you. you're a young guy and it's like dude like like okay th- this guy's out there hustling he's hustling yeah. he's getting it so it's like why the fuck can I do that you know, exactly so. yeah and I have I have a, I have a, uh, those pictures I have them because I and I have not only do I have those but I have every stripe that I ever got to all my all my belts nice. every stripe of my first white. From one to four, from blue, like all, all these stripes, I have a picture of, of every stripe I ever got, and then with every promotion, and then the date. So that's how I was able to remember. Like I have a folder, and every time I get promoted, I put a date and put it in the folder. And when I got my black belt, uh, originally it was that wasn't the plan. It wasn't like I don't think anybody trains and gets into jujitsu and be like, I'm doing it because I want to be a black belt. You get into jujitsu mm-hmm. because you you love the sport, you're curious about it, you want to you want to know more about it, whatever it is. And then as you continue to train reaching the uh, reaching a black belt becomes more realistic but um i think that's the coolest part is originally when i was taking these pictures it wasn't because uh, oh i'm gonna make this so that we want to get my black belt i'm gonna have these this timeline you know of i just did it because i wanted to post it on facebook i wanted to post it on my instagram like oh look i got a stripe mom look i got my second stripe you know that's that's really what it was for and it just happened to work out like this that i got my black belt and then i had all these pictures and i was like oh you know what i got this and put them all together like that and i think like you said it's cool to be able to see the timeline yeah it it was just interesting just just seeing the timeline but you know seeing the look change too because it's like in the first picture you had like short hair because i didn't even know it was you yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, i guess that is him um, yeah, that's why I did that 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 one video where like they didn't really like me way back then, but I'm on now. I did like this that transition thing because it's like yeah, I was like a young kid, you know, as a white belt, like goofy, like, hey, you know, and I'm probably I'm still young and goofy, but <laughs> but uh, but I didn't look the same now. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with with being goofy. That I think that's what keeps us young, honestly. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm a super goofy 42 year old, but I don't at all feel 42. And I, I think part of that though, too, is again, I collect action figures. So mm-hmm. I, I'm the weird guy that's in target in the kids section. They're like, Oh my God, stranger danger. It's like, no, I'm just trying to buy a Spider-Man figure. That's all like, get your fucking yeah. kid out of here. Cause I'll kick him If he takes the figure I'm trying to get, like, yeah. I know <laughs> jiu-jitsu. I will break I his leg. <laughs> um, oh, but, man. But no, it, it's you know it's just cool seeing that that 
um, you know, slideshow, the transition and the growth, because I think it's important for everyone to kind of see something like that. Cause like you said, when people come in, very few people are walking in and saying, I'm joining, you know, a jiu-jitsu club to become a black belt. Most people are signing up for self-defense. They're signing up to learn, you know, in our case, you know, you know, we watch fights. So it's like, I want to know what the fuck mm -hmm. is going on. So let exactly. me learn more. You know, sometimes it's just another recreational activity. I, I spoke to a guy at a party once and you know, you could tell he was in shape. He, he liked to run. He, he did it all. And he was asking about jujitsu. And I was like, well, I think it might be something, you know, I'll probably do once a month, just, you know, kind of stay in shape. Mm -hmm. I was like, um, no, 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 yeah. like, don't do it once a month. You like, you're going to once a month is going to do very little for you. I don't yeah. know whatever came of that guy, but you know, I, I feel like, you know, when you go in with that kind of mentality, it, it changes very quickly. It, either yeah. you, don't stick around or you say, I need to do this more because exactly. you're in love with it or because you need it because I'm getting the shit kicked out of me. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the things that always kind of throws me off is whenever I see a wrestler embrace mm. jujitsu, um, mm. our wrestling coach, there was one day he and I were, um, we're going live and it, it, you know, we're going slow, slow pace. And then he, you know, we started, you know, on the ground and he sat to guard like he pulled me into his garden. I was so confused. <laughs> I was like, wait, what the fuck is he doing? And, you know, we were kind of just sitting there fucking around. Then, then he shot for a triangle. Then it clicked oh. in my head. I was like, oh, no, this dude is embracing jujitsu. He, he's <laughs> actually he, he understands, you know, he's a wrestler. He knows what he can do from the top. But now he's really working the bottom game now. And this is this is kind of scary. It's exciting, but yeah. scary. Because he can already beat the shit out of me, you know, <laughs> going against a wrestler, you, you have your tricks, you know, it's like, okay, they're, they're not comfortable with grips. They're not comfortable, you know, uh, you know, being on their back. So, I, you know, I got some tricks for them. And once they start getting comfortable with those things, then it's like, oh, no, I don't have any more weapons. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, it's like, hey, Coach Alex, can I come to your wrestling class? Yeah. Um, one of the other things, <laughs> the other goofy topics in my head, I was just thinking about at work today because work was so slow and boring. <laughs> um, I was thinking about the flat earth stuff, but then I started really getting into this, this, this debate with myself about dragons. How do you dragons. feel about dragons? I, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know what? I, I saw your, I saw your comment. We're like, Oh, we're talking about jujitsu, the reels and dragons, like dragons. I, was like, I don't have dragons. I was like, uh, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> you know, I was sitting there because my manager and I we were talking about. Um, so I work at a storage facility and we had to cut locks for auction today. And something, something happened out there. And you, somehow we got into this discussion um, about dinosaurs. And I was like, I was like, well, wait, well, why can we say dinosaurs were real, but dragons weren't? She was like, well, I mean, who's saying they aren't? I was like, I don't fucking know who's saying that they aren't. So like, I'm going to start asking people, do you believe in dragons? And, and if okay. so, like, or if not, then why not? So, so I was like, you know what? Let me ask, like, what do you, how do you feel about dragons? Do you think they were a thing? Because, I mean, dinosaurs were a thing. So, I mean, I kind of feel like dragons had to be a thing, That's I true. guess. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Who knows? I, I don't know. I've never, I've never thought about I've never thought about if like they really 
Yeah, so sure. I don't know. Th- this is also what happens to me when I'm up at 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I just start thinking about the most random goofy shit. Like, <laughs> me, I'm going to sleep early tonight. Me at 2 a.m. are trying to, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's exactly how it happens. I'm sitting there in the dark and I'm like, are dragons real? Then I grab the laptop and I start Googling shit. It was like... <laughs> Then my wife's like, "What? What? What the fuck were you googling last night?" Well, I just really wanted to know if dragons were real. I'm like, so did you get an answer? Well, no. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. The <laughs> search found, continues. I found seven different answers, but I don't know which one to believe. <laughs> that that's actually the the issue I have with the internet is <laughs> there's so much information that I don't know what's right. You know, so now I don't know if dragons exist, and I don't know if pigeons are real. I, <laughs> Birds are I, real. Yeah, cool. Because now, like, but then when I thought about it, though, you know, like, you know, you've never seen a baby pigeon. It's like, well, you're right, you haven't. I am a little concerned about that, but I am pretty certain they're real. But I, like, <laughs> baby doves too, right? Baby doves. Which, yeah. Which, which, that for me, that's the only reason why I was like, oh, that's not true. Because I used to be a professional magician, mm. and I used to do a dove act, and um, I had trained my doves because I would. I would like to have a ball or uh, like a some like a flower, a rose, light it on fire, toss it onto into a dove. But the doves I had, I, I trained them, so I had a mom and dad, and they they had babies, and the babies were the ones that I that I trained, and that I would use in the show. So um, yeah, I've seen I've seen the baby pigeons and birds. So, like, <laughs> so there you have it. The, the forty people that that are going to listen to this, you have heard it here. Anthony Cruz says that baby doves exist he knows because yeah. he trained them so yeah i think i stole it oh wow yeah i used to live with my grandma because i couldn't keep mom i couldn't keep him in my apartment with my mom mm. so i moved in with my grandma and uh i had the doves there and we were having we used to have these called these things called magic jams where i would invite a bunch of friends and we work on our routines that we we're going to perform at the magic castle um and we would help give us give each other constructive criticism and i would keep my i had one i had the doves outside and I had a blanket over them and i had to bring them inside afterwards and I, we were, went to go get something to eat and as we came out the gate was open and the van was gone i was like wait i'm like is my grandma here is manny's here so i went to go check the house and she was still there i was like oh, i think they took your van and then after we were i was going to take the doves inside and i opened it up and they're all gone I was like, what crackheads took my doves? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, unless you're a magician, these doves are worthless to you because they're just doves. Like, if, if you knew what they what, what I trained them to do, then they're going to be very well worth uh, – they're going to be high value to you. But I, I highly doubt any magician came in to, to steal my doves. <laughs> yeah, that that's some – so that's some Baltimore shit right there. <laughs> that's some and shit they found that... my grandma's van that night. They found like, my grandma's van, but not my doves. So I'm like, what? Yeah, that that's definitely some some fucking Baltimore shit. That's some shit that happens out here. It's like, yeah. all right, so um, you know, and and that would be on the crime log on on Facebook too. So um, yeah, be on the lookout for you know a black minivan and contents inside a cage of doves. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> and he's like, okay, we found the van, but the doves were not there. So, yeah. I was so sad. That's so Baltimore sad. strikes again. Yeah, um, that's that's fucked. Actually, I'm, like I'm actually confused and pissed for you. Yeah, to this day, I don't know where they are. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the doves went on and like had a happy life and like yeah, had, like baby doves and shit. They're like, man, yeah. I'm like we really miss Anthony. I mean, I hope he thinks about us. 
I know, I know. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, like, with the, the, you know, being a magician, like, like, how did that start for you? Like, I mean, I like, think, uh, well, I, also, I think being a magician is what also, also helps translate well with, like, these videos I'm making, being able to be funny. So, I used to... I used to do improv when I was in high school. I've done improv all my life. I was when I was in middle school. I was in the improv, I was improv when I was in high school. I was part of an improv team, and then I got into magic because when I was fourteen, my aunt took my mom and I to Las Vegas. We watched Secret and Roy perform. That was the first act. That was before they got bit. Whenever Roy got bit, Secret got bit. We watched that. We watched that show. We were blown away. And by the way, I grew up in a in a I grew up in a Christian church. My grandma was a pastor, so I grew up in a Spanish Christian church, and. Uh, so you can imagine when they went to Vegas <laughs> and they watched Secret Boy perform. I was kidding not. They they told my they told my mom and they told everybody that there is no way that Secret Boy are able to do the things that they did without the help of the devil. Of like course. they just did not believe it. Especially the one where the, there's a tiger on one side and Secret is on the other side. They take up the cage. They put a blanket over there and then there's an explosion. They switched. They're like the only way that could happen is with the help of the devil. So. You could just imagine when I told him I wanted to do magic, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we watched Steve Roy. That was cool. But then we watched Lance Burton perform, and I was blown away. And it wasn't even so much of the fact that it was the magic. I mean, the magic I loved, but I just loved how it was a universal language. And I think that's why I love mm -hmm. jiu-jitsu so much because yep. you, you don't have to speak English, Spanish, Japanese, Korean. You can speak any language in the world and understand what is happening when someone is performing magic. And that's what I loved about it. Not only that, but it's – you forget about when you're watching someone perform something, you forget about everything that is going on, but that moment, because you're so intrigued and not only you try to figure out what's going on, because obviously that's why people go to try to go back. Let me see if I can figure out what's, what's happening. But when you get stumped, it's like, wow, how, how did that happen? How did he do that? And that's why I felt, that's why I got into magic and I got into it as a hobby at first. And I just kind of got good at it. Same thing like jujitsu. I just, would keep practicing and keep practicing, keep practicing. One day I'm doing it at school and people were like, oh, that's pretty good. And then I got hired from my high school drama play to open up a show and I did that. And then I started working as a magician at Disneyland. And then through there, I met other magician friends. And then before I know it, I'm performing at the Magic Castle. I'm debuting there when I'm 18. I'm performing there. And then I'm on tour with a really wonderful magician named Franz Harari for an act that I created. It just kind of had a snowball effect like that. And that's how I got into it. And um, I think that me doing improv carried well over into magic because you never know what type of audience you're going to get. You know, sometimes yep. you get hecklers. Sometimes you get the guy who wants to show off in front of his girl, pretend like he knows what's going on. Sometimes <laughs> you get the drunk, the drunk, funny guy who wants to be the comedian of the show, you know. Um, yep. and, and you have to, you know, it's good because it keeps it keeps me sharp because I have to have these rebuttals for these for these audience members that I get sometimes. And I have to have my improv on point. And um, I think that me coming into doing like these type of reels and stuff translates well because I'm able to come up with things like I'll be I'll be walking or I'll be at work or I'll be at home I'll be like I'm like oh my gosh this would be good and I'll have my notes and I write it in and just boop, and I just think the same thing like I would do magic because I would have to come up with my own spiels I would have to come up with my own routines my own punchlines and it's kind of the same thing with these reels again like, I can kind of just be creative in my own way and find my own angle to make it to make it funny and make it unique. I mean, so that yeah that that, that you know, again it translates well to um you know jujitsu as well you know mm -hmm. honestly to like just being able to go like on the fly like that i mean hell you could be a battle rapper <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, 
get out there, like look at somebody's outfit and get angry at them and go ahead and yeah. start talking about their mom and you know, yeah. and yeah, they exactly. can beat you. So yeah. you know, let them get angry. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. But that that's that's cool. It's just it is funny just thinking about um again your, your grandmother being a pastor and it's like because as soon as you oh, said that, I was like, oh, I can only imagine how how well that went over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was like, they would all go, okay, mijo, but be careful because <laughs> no, there's 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 the works of the devil in this. When people, when you get in deeper, my my grandma's a lot more chill. Like my grandma's, I mean, she's always been cool, but now she's she doesn't like she's not like that anymore. She's not like now nah, she enjoys it. But and the, the funniest part yeah, when I first got into magic, I think is how to have or everything happens, right? When I first got into magic. Not a lot of people, not, not a lot of people believed in, in me doing magic or thought it was a good path for me to do or to go down. The only two people who believed in me were my mom and my aunt, the aunt who took us to Vegas, and she got me a whole magic kit. And but when I started performing at the magic, have you ever heard of the Magic Castle? Do you know what it is? I am not familiar. So it's it's because it's 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 like an LA thing. That's why. But the Magic Castle is the only place. The only place you can ever go to the Magic Castle is here in Los Angeles. It's the only it's the only place like it. There's no nowhere else in the world. And the only way you can get into the Magic Castle is if you're a member or you're a guest of a member. So it's, it's a very exclusive club. And when you go, it's a very upscale spot. So men have to wear a, a suit and tie. Women have to wear a dress. So it's it's very like elegant. Yeah, it's a very fun, elegant night. And then you go and you watch some of the best magicians from all around the world come perform it every week, Monday through Sunday. They'll have all the rooms filled. And on the, the following Monday through Sunday, they have a whole new batch of magicians. And every week throughout the whole year, they always have new magicians there performing. So I would perform there when I was, I, I got into the castle when I was 17 and I, and I performed in what was called the Future Stars of Magic. It's a week that they had a junior program. And so that's how I got into it. And when I started performing at the Magic Castle, because everybody in LA knows what the Magic Castle is. And when you talk about performing, they're like, oh, you're a magician at the Magic Castle? Wait, you're there? So when I started performing there, then you could imagine, Everybody who said, "Oh, you shouldn't do magic." Oh, I think it's a path. Everybody's like, "Oh, wow! I knew you would do good." You know what I mean? Oh, this is my nephew. He performs at the Magic Castle. And like all of a sudden, and then and then we started doing. I started working with other magicians. We did um, we did a lot of the magic stuff on America's Best Dance Crew. Like all the magic oh, stuff that cool. we did, we, we were like creating a lot of stuff on there. Um, then I, we had done a show for like HP and DreamWorks in Vegas at the at the at the Mandalay Bay, which is super. So it was like it was like taking off. So when all of that was happening, then everybody's like, "Oh yeah, and this he does magic." <laughs> My nephew, this is my cousin, and I'm flying all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, it's just like, you believe in him. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's just, it's, and I mean, I think that's just, that's how it is, you know. It's like, uh, sometimes people just jump, jump on trends once they're hot, you know, but you, yeah. you always remember the people who were there first. And I think for me, growing up, the best support system that I always had is my mom because my mom's always supported me. In anything I wanted to do didn't didn't matter what at one point I wanted to be a professional poker player and she would sit there at the table with me 14 years old 13 years old playing poker with me with chips and I'd be playing right there and I'd be watching world series of poker trying to trying to read and trying to read books you know I mean doesn't didn't matter what I would want to do whether it was magic or there was music uh, jiu-jitsu you know, it didn't matter she she always supported me I think that that's having that backbone because sometimes when the people you love most don't support you makes it a little bit harder you know, oh, yeah. like there, there's still people who have made it happen and pushed through, but it just makes it harder. And it's just, it's nice when you do have that support system to kind of push you and uplift you and 
push out those naysayers that say, no, don't do this. And, you know, you have your mom, you know, because as a kid, yeah. when you're young, 13, 14, you're, you're, you're very easily influenced sometimes, you know, especially by adults or people or your family or friends who are older than you mm-hmm. look up to, you know, you start to maybe second guessing yourself. And I think sometimes people like that who maybe were going to do something and wanted to do, go down a certain path, they kind of get discouraged because of their parents or because of people that love their family, they get pushed off towards other roads. So I think for me, that's was a big, big, big thing for me that's been able to help me throughout the years. Good, good. That's something we're always very aware of with our daughter is anything that she wants to do, you know, we're in full support of it. Mm-hmm. It's just because my wife and I, we, we both grew up, we're, you know, kids of the 80s. So 80s was mm-hmm. kind of a wild time where, you know, you had the, you know, you had the big campaign of, you know, hiding your kids because everybody was getting kidnapped in the 80s and just uh. say no to drugs. So, you know, <laughs> all the focuses were on those things, but they weren't focusing on cultivating our talents and, and pushing us to be the best that we can be. You know, they're just like, hey, stay away from fucking cocaine. It's like, okay. Like those commercials, they'd always say, you know, peer pressure, they're going to try to get you to do drugs. No one ever in school tried to get me to do drugs. I, you know, like no one, no one just offered me drugs. It was the guy, you know, I was waiting around like, so somebody going to offer me some drugs? Like, you know, yeah, I want yeah. some drugs. Like, no, yeah. like, you guys fucking suck. They lied. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, but with, with our daughter, my wife and I were always, and you know, she's young, she's four. So it, it's tough to even know because today she's into this and then tomorrow she's into something else. So, uh, but we're yeah. supportive in all of it because you just, you don't know you know what their future holds and you want to make sure that exactly. they feel comfortable coming to you and and they feel supported by you because you want to make sure that they never have any doubts yeah um yeah. I, I played football in high school and at one point my mom was not very supportive and that actually mm-hmm. pulled that that pushed me away from the sport uh, mm-hmm. my freshman year just because I felt discouraged. So yeah, exactly. it, 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 it's so important to have that, that backbone, my, you know, my grandparents, they ended up raising me, you know, eventually. And they, they, they weren't, they, you know, they weren't not supportive, but they were just kind of like, look, you know, we didn't raise a bunch of other fucking kids. Like we're, we're just, yeah. we're taking you in just to make sure, you know, you don't do drugs. Cause we don't, th- we don't want those kids at school offering you drugs. And I'm like, yeah. where are these fucking kids that are offering drugs? <laughs> I haven't met them. You keep fucking talking about them. And I've not seen one. Um, yeah. but you know, they weren't like, you know, they, they weren't like, Oh, we don't care. But they also weren't like, Hey, you know, we want to show up to your games type type attitude. <laughs> it's just like, Oh, cool. You're playing football. All right, cool. Like, uh, so you, you need some new cleats uh, here, you know, here's some money, go get some cleats. I was like, Oh, I kind of want to go with you guys, go get some cleats, you know, yeah. like, like it would have been a nice little activity to do, but yeah, you know, but it's always good to just, you know, have a, a support system in general, whether it be, you know, you know, your older cousins or older siblings, your parents, something. So that's, that's really, really cool to hear just in like your story is fascinating altogether. It's just like, <laughs> Just like, dude, you're a magician, <laughs> you know, yeah. like that, that I've never known anyone like outside, you know, you know, the basic, like I got a little magic kit when I was 13 and, you know, I did yeah. a couple card uh... tricks. They <laughs> 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 like, go oh, like, oh, got your nose, you know, shit like that. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. okay. You yeah. know, so 
that that's really really cool uh also you said you're a mu- uh, musician you play guitar yeah i play guitar and sing like, and, are, and where's it right no 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 i was gonna ask you uh if you know you're in a band um you know you know you guys perform or anything or just kind of um you know just like yeah, kind of hang I'm out and soloist so and the, i was when i was this was the best part about with jujitsu is that when i was going to musicians institute which my mom was the one who encouraged me to go because she was like, okay, if you want to become a musician, if you want to do music, you got to go to the Magic Castle of Music. And so I went, I applied to Musicians Institute, I got in, and MI was a two minute walk from the Jiu Jitsu gym. It was right behind the school. So it was the most, and I was a 10 minute walk from school. So I would walk to school, I would take my gi with me, I go to class in the morning. You know, I'd be there practicing, working on my stuff in my room afterwards. I'd leave the gym. I'd leave the, I'd leave the school, I'd leave school, and then I'd go to the gym, and then I'd train there, 6.30, and I would do two classes. I would do like two, 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 three, two, three days. You know, sometimes if I wouldn't have a class till like 2.30, I'd go to the noon class, go to my school, or go shower, go to school, and then come back and then do the other evening class. And so I would, I would train two, three times a day, going to school for music, and then I would come home, practice, rinse, wash, repeat. And that, I think that's why which just they would sell so well because back I was training so I was doing two, three, I mean, when you do two, three days, you know, and I was a young kid, I was like 19, 18, whatever, you know, as a white belt starting. And, um, and then after that, I got into going to music school. It was just, it, and then living at home at the time I was living at home. So, you know, when you have your mom supporting you and she's going to have food for you when you come home, you know, it's like you got to play, you know, you know, you don't realize how, how nice it is. And you, when then you move out on your own, like, oh, damn, what are we going to have for dinner tonight? Like, oh, damn, I got to wash my keys now. Oh, damn, I got to you know. That, that's one of the things that I always struggle with because my wife works nights. So there's some nights uh-huh. where, you know, she doesn't make dinner. And I come home and I'm just like, I think. Oh, I didn't post it the, the other night. I had peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for dinner. And I was like living the dream, living the dream. And I think another night I had cookies. Now, mind you, I, I I'm one of the kids' coaches, so I got to be a good role model. But it's like, oh. hey man, sometimes you gotta you gotta eat cookies for dinner. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Yeah. Jeez, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not perfect all the time. Okay. Like, as a matter of fact, sometimes it's like you have cookies for dinner, not even because that's what you're having dinner. Sometimes I'll have like just uh, I just want something sweet. So it's like, go grab some yeah. cookies, you know? <laughs> well, that's like, like, you know, like, no, I just had a sweet tooth. Give me a drone. <laughs> like right before we started, I had a pack of graham crackers and a, uh, a mug of milk. And it's like, I saw, I saw your story. I saw your story. You're like, getting ready for the podcast. It's like, I'm just sitting here like, uh, you know, I'm like trying to edit the other podcast and, you know, I'm watching, what the fuck was I watching? Enemy of the state or something. Yeah. Enemy of the state. And I'm eating graham crackers and milk. And I'm like, all right, well. You know, well, that, but that's a bad habit I have. I, I have a horrible sweet tooth. I, mm, I have a big sweet tooth too, big time. I'm responsible. Well, I don't want to, I don't know if I'm responsible, but I keep filling up the, the prize box at the gym for the kids. So <laughs> I put um, Laffy Taffy's in there. But by the time class ends, I've already eaten 12 Laffy Taffy's. <laughs> and, you know, so last week, me being me, the kids were great last week, but I really <laughs> wanted these candies. So I t- I flipped the script on them, you know, so I pulled the Laffy Taffy's. I was like, look, if we're not using good listening ears, I'm eating a Laffy Taffy in front of me. <laughs> so I had all these Laffy Taffy's hidden in my gi. And <laughs> it like I'm sitting there like, 
like looking for a reason in um during their uh, during their warm up drills, everyone was doing the drills fine. There's one kid, it was like a little off, and then uh, one of the coaches goes, "Hey, he he didn't do the uh, the four row, <laughs> like he he only did like two instead of you know four. It was like, oh, there's a laffy taffy <laughs> that I shove it <laughs> under my mask, and he just looked at me like heartbroken. I was like, oh damn it, I, like I I got to make sure he gets prize box at the end. But <laughs> if there's sugar nearby, it's I I can't be contained. Same. But, Same. And my wife told What's your favorite me favorite candy, laffy taffy. Um, right now it's Laffy Taffy. Yeah, uh, I love making eggs and Skittles. That's like my, that's dude, my week. Yeah, I've been eating a lot of Skittles lately. Uh, Mike and Ike's because the Walgreens out here they they have the big boxes four for four dollars. Right. I will I'll walk in buy four of them all different <laughs> all different uh boxes. I'll eat the green one the the regular regular mix. I'll yeah, eat that box yeah. before I even get home. I'm only ten minutes <laughs> from home. I'll eat the entire box, and then, you know, I'll get home. I try to like convince myself not to eat anymore until <laughs> later. Then once my wife goes to work, like I'll give my daughter a couple just to like to kind of keep the peace. It's like okay, cool. Hey, if you go to bed without any fight, I'll give you candy, which is counterproductive because you give a kid sugar before sleep time. That's like, it. Like, yeah, like, so I'll give her a couple pieces of candy, and then I'll sit there and eat the rest of the box. It like w- when I had my physical, they're like, "Hey, man, you're pre-diabetic. You need to take care of yourself." And I was like, "So what do I do? I fucking go out and buy a honey bun." It's like <laughs> I need to be stopped. <laughs> like, like oh, I, I, I must be stopped before I destroy another city. So yeah, I, yeah. I actually think I legitimately need to go to like food therapy. <laughs> like, food uh, therapy. That's so funny. I like. I don't know if that's. I think that's a thing. I think my my Can, wife's former boss. Maybe I, I think that's probably the biggest one is candy because yeah. Laffy Taffy's, Mike and Ike's, Skittles. I don't do a lot of chocolate, but so I'm allergic to peanut butter. Oh but, really? But you're having peanut butter sandwich yesterday? Fuck yeah, they're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, well, because it's a. I think the, it developed when I was 33, so it's I can eat organic peanut butter, but Got I it. can't eat like Skippy and mm. Reese cups. The two fucking things really? I love the most. I love Reese Cups. Wow. So here's my logic. Okay. Most people who are allergic to anything, they have an EpiPen, they're responsible. So they don't fucking eat the EpiPen. Me, I'm not. So I'm going to go ahead and eat the Reese Cups. If you see me fall down, stab me in the leg. It's okay. <laughs> I'll pay you back. But you know, because you're probably not going to need it. You're a responsible human. I'm not. I like, I'm a horrible human. So just stab <laughs> me with the EpiPen, call 911. Don't let me swallow my tongue. Will be okay, but uh, I'm just saying, like this shit is delicious. I, I haven't had a problem yet. Like in the springtime is when I tend to have uh, my mouth itches a lot. But I also I have trouble with bananas, pineapples, okay. peanut butter. Um, I think that's in cashews. The the sriracha oh, cashews okay. that I love. My sister's too. allergic to cashews. And but my wife, she's allergic to kiwi, and we found out. Um, again, a late onset allergy. So we were going really? to a Christmas party and she cut up Kiwi that morning for a fruit platter and we're driving. She was driving and this was before like phones or what they are now. So I had a flip phone, but okay. um, she, we're flip driving. The best. I, I, I might go back to one. Um, especially because when you're like angry you can like slam that thing and like now you can it's kind of like just hang up like that like, yeah. oh, and adorable you you can like yeah. you can throw one and hit Dude, someone yes. and, 
and it won't break. I, it, if I throw my phone now, that this it's a wrap. It, it's yeah, it's fucking even gone. with the case on it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, but so we're driving, and we're about I want to say maybe fifteen minutes from from our destination, and she's like, she's like, I'm hot right now. My my face is hurting, and she looks at me, and her eyes are bulging, like she had to pop her contacts out. Now. I know this is a serious matter, but in my head, I was like, dude, I need to take a picture of this and send this to oh Facebook my- immediately. <laughs> but, no. um, so we get to our friend's house. They, they don't keep medication. Like they have some children like Benadryl. So she popped one of those. And then we were like, Hey, where's the nearest hospital? 20 minutes away. All right, cool. We hopped in the car, got there. By the time we got there, the, the Benadryl kicked in, but we discovered she's allergic to pineapples and kiwis. So, and I had never had kiwi and last year at my grandparents' house. Um, was it for Christmas? My grandma, it, it was fucked up. My grandma had kiwi cut up knowing my oh. wife's allergic. <laughs> oh, but I'd never had kiwi. That's I took a, a sign, bite. That's a sign, huh? <laughs> it, it, it's like, it's funny. Cause my grandparents were like, Oh, we love her. She's, you know, such a great person. You know, like she's wonderful. It's like, Oh, why do you have kiwi here? That's <laughs> not making me feel comfortable, but um, I took a bite of kiwi and that shit was delicious. And I went and told my wife, I was like, dude, you wouldn't believe what I just ate. She was like, well, I, was like I just had a fucking piece of kiwi. It was fucking good. Like, I hate you right now. I was like, eh, well, I mean, it's not my problem that you're allergic. I mean, I'm going to go buy some Kiwis now. But yeah, like Reese cups that that's one of the few chocolates that I will eat. And the fucked up thing is it could kill me. Um, eventually I don't, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon, but it, it's just like most of the fruity candies. I love it. You, you put me in front of a bowl of Reese cups I'm willing to roll the dice and <laughs> like, I feel like this, if I eat enough Reese cups and it does shut me down, I'm probably, you know, like, look, I earned it. I'm, I'm not going to be mad. Like I, I've always had the mentality of like, when I die, I know it's going to be because I did something really stupid. And I accept the fact that, you know, I do dumb things a lot. It's not because I'm, you know, it's not because I'm a bad person. It's just like, again, I'm dumb and I'm curious. It's like, oh, look at that thing. Oh, is that a snake? It's making a rattling noise. Oh, don't yeah. pick it up. Ah, it bit me. Oh, <laughs> fuck. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm just a little dumb sometimes, but dumb but harmless. That, yeah. That's that's actually the perfect tagline for me is Dante, dumb but harmless. <laughs> make a shirt, make a shirt. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I need to get some merchandise for one of these fucking accounts, BJJ Wicker yeah. off the mats. I don't know which one. Um, that that will be the shirt. Mm. <laughs> BJJ Wiki, dumb but harmless. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm pretty sure a lot of people who like to message me and attack me and call me bad names, they they probably think that too. It's like, look, he's just like the people defending me. Like, it's okay. He he's nice. He's nice. He's dumb. He's harmless, <laughs> but he's dumb. Like, okay. Like, thanks. Like, you're supposed to be defending me. Stop fucking yeah. calling me dumb. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, the, like <laughs> that, that's the, the big takeaway from everything is just, I, I just do silly things. I don't know. I don't fucking know. But, um, you're saying you're a solo soloist. Um, yeah. In, Sorry, we're talking about music and we pushed off yeah. like this. Huh? <laughs> that, that, that's how this goes. Especially dude, I'm telling you at this hour, like it's, this is that hour right. where, <laughs> 
like that it's just gonna go wherever it goes. It's I'm just, watching it's go wherever. I think I'm watching WrestleMania twenty eight right now. So oh, really? like who knows? It's Undertaker versus uh Triple H and it looks like you Hell see, in the Cell. Undertaker's doing cameos now. So I well, because he's retired, so I guess he's like eh, Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm gonna just go do shit now. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm just gonna show up to the arena. Uh yeah. Like or it's like he just shows up places. That well, that's what I do though. I just show up places. <laughs> that's like how I ended up at the gym I'm at. I just showed up. <laughs> like you guys got jujitsu here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Right, cool. Like here. here, go go over here and roll with that 14 year old kid who fucking choked me on my first day. I was like, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely got to sign up now. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I signed up because I wanted revenge. When he turned 18, we rode and he beat the shit out of me even more. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with this? Like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I'm sorry. Anyhow, back back to music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a, I do music. The, the music I do mainly is in Spanish. It's like, um, mm. like reggaeton, urbano, trap. Like that's the. I do I do English stuff as well. Um, I have English music as well, but the music I, the music I studied in English is completely different genres. It'd be more like, like John Mayer. Ed Sheeran, you know, Phineas inspired, and then the music in Spanish is just is different. It's just I, I don't know. It's just that, that's the that's the type of that's the type of music I do. It's like, uh, and then I released, I was released my first song it was 2017. Oh, 2017. Jeez, that's crazy. Um, but I released my first song in like 2017, and um, it was called "Me Vuelas la Cabeza," which is like. You make my head spin around. You make my, you make my head crazy, kind of. And uh, I had a, I have a music manager, and he sent it to a radio station called SBS. He sent it to the owner because they're really good friends. So he's like, hey, he would always ask him, hey, let me know what you think of the song. Can, can I get your opinion on this song? So he sent in that song, which originally wasn't even the plan to release it. It was just to get his feedback on it. So we sent him the song. I said, hey, what do you think? And he, he emails back. And he's, and I was actually leaving jiu-jitsu on Saturday. I'll never forget. It was Saturday morning. I was leaving the, the morning class. And I checked my email. And I see it's from a music manager. He forwarded me the email. And the owner of the radio station, SBS, which he owns La, La Mega Stations, um, he emails back. He says, Randy, mi amigo, how are you? Which Randy's my manager. He's like, Randy, mi amigo, how are you? He said, a long time to talk. He said, congratulations with your new artist and on the song. He's like, I love this song. My only question for you is, how soon can I play this song on my radio stations? Like, what? <laughs> we weren't expecting that. Okay. So we had to scramble because that was more of that was a demo version. So we had to scramble to make it radio rating album version of it. And that song we ended up releasing. The song ends up getting played on the radio in Miami for Rico. And one night I Google myself. And I see that the song charted on Latin Billboard Top 40 for Top Latin Airplay, and it peaked at that 30, 30, 38. I have it right here. I have the billboard. I have the billboard here, and it hit, hit at thirty. It hit at thirty-eight, and uh, I was just, I was not, I was not expecting that. And um, I just think it's like one of those things where it's like you do what you love, and and the rest will follow. And uh, you know, when you don't, if you don't do it because you're like, oh, I want to become rich, or I want to become famous from it. It, just do it because you love it. I think the rest, the rest follows with that. It's like you said, like with your page, like you don't, you don't know how, how you got all those followers. And I think it's just because you were just doing it because you were enjoying it. You were just posting the memes. You're posting jujitsu stuff because you love jujitsu. And before you knew it, you're you just you hit 50k recently, which is amazing. And 
it's like it wasn't like you made this page because like, oh, I'm doing this to get a bunch of followers. Like you were just doing it because you were just enjoying it, and then the rest followed. I think that's just the important thing with anything. Like it just again back to your journey with jujitsu and what we're saying with jujitsu earlier. It's when you go into it. If you go in saying, "Well, I'm coming into this to get a black belt," you're in for a rude awakening. You know. So when you go into jujitsu, it's really a matter of Go in, fall in love with it, and let it take you where it's going to take you. Same thing with music. I used to write. I I used to listen to, I mean, I still do, but I listened to a lot of Sade as a kid. Oh, okay. I love Sade. I could never understand Sade. <laughs> like, I never understood what she was saying because it was just like, what the fuck is this woman saying? So I would just start making up my own words. You know, oh. and I, that's how I started writing. I would just, you know... I would, you know, listen to, I think the first song of hers I listened to, I wasn't understanding. It was um, Kiss of Life. I was like, uh, it, it's like the goofy thing is now I can, I can sing that song like, boom, like off the top of my yeah, head. I know the song. But as a kid, I was like, I don't know what she's saying, but I'm going to make up my own words. And then every Sade song that came out, that's what I would just do. I would just make my own words. And it wasn't even a thing of like, I'm writing to you know for anything it was just like you know i was writing from the heart i was writing what i felt you know and especially at that age for me i like girls a lot so mm-hmm. i was writing love songs and i was handing out to <laughs> girls sometimes i'd hand them to two best friends the same one like hey will you go out with me no now i take it out of her hand and hand it to another girl hey how about you so needless to say i didn't have any girlfriends growing up because <laughs> the what's the tagline dumb but harmless so yeah. <laughs> it's like but you know, you know, again, doing that, you know, from the heart with passion, though, anything that that's how you win, because yeah. if you go into something saying, well, you know, and that's not to say don't have goals, but yeah. if you go into something saying, well, my objective is to have 10,000 followers in the first year, maybe, but yeah. like, maybe it's not, not genuine. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, the just I, I can't express how just cool this is and how inspiration just like hearing like each thing that you've done, it's just like it, it's all like from the heart, it's all passionate. It's not like you know, it's not like you um you put too much on your plate. It's like you found something you like, you put your heart into it, you know, you, you got really good at it, if not to the yeah. top. And then it's like, all right, you know, let me go find another task. It, yeah. It's like, like you're, you're collecting like achievements. You know, it's like a video yeah. game. It's like, all right. That's like my, my ADD kicking in, you know, okay, I do this tomorrow. It's like, okay, this was next. Okay, maybe this was next. <laughs> it's like, all right, all right. So I'm going to go ahead and be a magician. All right. So yeah, kind of, I kind of got to the top of that. Well, well, Hey, is there anything else? Oh, here's a guitar. All right. Fuck it. I'll learn how to play yeah. this. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. So, I got a song that charted. What what else is there to do? Well, so um, you you like martial arts? I, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. All right, here, try this. All right, so I got a black belt. What the fuck, man? Like, like, is there not, anything? Not next. Not next is my is this jujitsu and comedy stuff. <laughs> it's like, all right, so I want to do stand up comedy. Hey, fucking chill, relax. Like, like you no, know, I'm gonna be a pilot. Like, all right, god damn it. <laughs> like, 
it's like, and, like you're, uh, you're doing too many podcast, things. He's a, I became a brain surgeon. And, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so uh, what's Anthony doing this weekend? I think he says something about like brain surgery. It's fucking weird. He, like he was in a rush and he had on a fucking like doctor's coat. I don't know, but yeah, I hope he's okay. <laughs> Come back covered in blood. So is everything okay? Yeah. Yeah, you know, just remove the brain tumor. It's okay, no big deal. Yeah. Still my brain, not me. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm off the train now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right. Actually, that that was um a question that I, I did have as well with with um you know getting promoted to black belt and and coaching and everything. How often are you training you, you know yourself to refine your skills and um continue to grow? Yeah. I, I stay training. Like today, I, I taught I taught my class at seven thirty, but I still roll. Um, okay. I think that's, I think that's very important, you know, for teachers, instructors, and professors to still roll with their students, because I think not only is it inspiration for your students when they get to roll with you and, but it also pushes you, you know, it pushes them. Um, uh, but I'm training, you know, four or five times a week. So Tuesday, Thursday, I teach the only time I don't train on Tuesday, on Tuesday, Thursday is if the class, if it's an even number, like today we were an uneven number. So I jump in and train. But if it's even number, then I'm not going to take time away from the students who came because technically I'm working. So I let them have all the time so they can train as much. But if it's uneven, you know, then I'll, I'll jump in. I'll train like I did tonight. And then cool. usually Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'll hit the noon class. Uh, so tomorrow I'll be going to – I'll go train at noon. Um, and then Wednesday, there's no evening class because of, of uh, Thanksgiving. But I'm doing the train at 10 a.m. And um, – yeah, so I, I stay still training constantly. Um, if, if not in my class, then over at the noon class as well. Okay, cool. I was thinking about that with um, our coaches. You know, they get out there on the mats with us and train. And I'm always wondering, it's like, so is there, it's like, what do you guys do as black belts? <laughs> it's like, and I, you know, I was talking with one of my teammates the other day about it. It was like, I, you know, you can't be stagnant, you know, as the game continues to grow, you know, and you're out there still, you know, rolling and training, you know, you, you're growing with the sport as well. Cause you know, yeah. you do have those people who have this mentality of, you know, and this is in music, this is in martial arts, comic books, this isn't everything where it's like, well, the older stuff was better. So I'm just going to be stuck in my ways and you know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to learn the new stuff. And it's like, if you, if you put yourself in that pocket, it's going to be a disservice to yourself and to your students. So yeah. it's good to hear that, you know, you get out there and roll, you know, when the numbers, you know, um, are, are, you know, necessary. So that's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. <clears throat> yeah. And I think, as you said, you just have to con It's just, you never stop learning. There's, you're always evolving. There's always something to learn. There's always something, even, even, even old techniques, you're like, oh yeah, I forgot. Like, an old friend of mine who um, who was a blue belt, we got our blue belts together. We used to call him Gold Medal Mike because he used to always get gold medals at the tournaments and he was a white belt. And the guy was big, he was strong, he was technical. Um, but he came, he hit me up, and he's like, dude, I saw you, but I got a black belt. Congratulations. 
So I messaged him and I told him, dude, come, come, come train, come. I told him, I'll do, I'll do a fundamentals class. I usually, there's a fundamentals class after my class, which I usually go home afterwards, but I told him, I'll stay for the class with you. And I stayed and, and the instructor was teaching just, you know, a basic sweep um, from open guard. I was like, oh yeah, like I forgot about this sweep. I'm like, I, I used to love it sweep. I, I don't know. And I've been using it again. You know, it's just like, it's just, there's, if not something you need to learn, it's like you, you, re, you redefine your old things that you used to use. And you're like, oh yeah, for, forgot about this technique. I don't know why I don't use it anymore. You know? And, and you, like the, the title to one of my, I think the last or one of the recent recent episodes I did it was uh, I think it was called uh, Fundamentals Never Get Old, mm. and I'm I'm a strong pusher about fundamentals. That, that's why I zoned in on that Kimura post I put up of yours because mm. first off I show my friends you know over the weekend it was just kind of like Kimura like look like do not crank on this move slow, but we're gonna go over to Kimura today. Went over to Kamora and then I sent uh, that video to them to kind of like show them this is what it looks like in competition. You know, like, see this, you know, it's this is full speed. So you got to be fucking careful with this. But, you know, it's one of those things where people, you know, think, okay, higher levels, you know, you want to, you know, Baron Bolo and, you know, you want to go to Squid Guard and all this stuff. Yeah. It's like, dude, I just want to get a fucking flower sweep. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah exactly. You know, I'm it's like just keep it simple, but I'm always stressing fundamentals. I think right now at our gym, the the 7 p.m. class, I think is white belt slash fundamentals. And I'm confused because I, I haven't been training because my wife's schedule. She's been going to work as soon as I get home from work at six. She's starting out the door to work. So. Um, next week will be the first time I can get to an actual class oh, wow. like in the evening in months. So, but I'm confused. I'm like, I got to ask them like, Hey, so this white belt class, can I go there? <laughs> or cause last time I did go, I was the only blue belt in there. And I felt really like, I thought I was about to get jumped. Like I felt <laughs> out of place. I was like, Hey man, like, look. Like I know y'all all wearing white belts. You got your little gang and whatnot, but we like we can do this. Like, let's go behind the bowling alley, which is always my joke because our gym is behind the bowling alley. So That's whenever right. people are they're talking shows, like, hey, meet me behind the bowling alley. And we can do this. <laughs> and like, okay. but, you, but you have to jump guard on concrete. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I tried to pull guard on my one teammate because I always joke about pulling guards. Like, you don't pull guard, blah, blah, blah. Go for the takedown. So he and I were there. I go to pull guard. And it was it's like if you actually i just saw it because i was going through the videos on my phone i just saw it today and god damn if that's not a fucking psa for don't listen to dante like <laughs> it's like if you saw this video it's just like i just fall flat back <laughs> like, it's not even like, it's not funny. even a pull i just you know i grabbed the lapel grabbed the sleeve and i just dropped <laughs> it's like oh shit i'm trying to knock the wind out of myself too so <laughs> But it's oh, funny as much as I joke about that. That's what I teach in the kids class is for the kids pull guard and then, you know, start working your sweeps. And then when I'm standing with someone, I do legitimately pull guard. I, I do it now, like correctly. <laughs> I don't just fall back and get concussed. But, <laughs> get the wind um, but I also, you know, explain to my friends who show who show up on Sunday mornings. I was like, look, 
like it, it like all this shit that we're doing here is is kind of sport jujitsu. But if you're in a situation, you can still utilize it on the street. You just have to kind of be careful because concrete, or if yeah. you're smart, lead them over to the grass. Yeah, like, like just you know, the the smarter fighter is always going to win, and part of that smart, you know, tech, you know, tech technique to it all, lead them to the grass, and then go for some like crazy shit, flying triangle or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's like just don't do that shit in, on the asphalt because if you crack yeah. your skull, just remember you signed a fucking waiver, and I didn't yeah. tell you to do that shit. So either way, um, so Anthony, this this has been a lot of fun. Thank you, brother. I, I probably should start doing more late night podcasts. I felt more loose. Like, Did you? Just, yeah. um, um, I, I, I think honestly, part of it though, too, is the, the conversation just flowed well. So thank you for that. Where can we all find you at? Um, social media wise uh, and, you know, plug your song as well. Let us know. Yeah. I, I want to yeah, find you, this. Here. You can find my, well, obviously my jujitsu page, which is at Jits Cruise, J I T S Cruise. Um, and if you want to follow my music, my music page, it's, there's a, it's tagged on there, my bio, but you can just underscore cruise Anthony underscore. Um, that's my music page. And then my jujitsu page, if you want to be laughing at Jits cruise. Um, yeah, so you can find me and then, and then like I got, now I got my own audience where when people are not impressed, I have uh, you know, my own audience that just claps here for me. Thank you very much. Since you don't got the clapper yet, I brought, I brought my own. <laughs> I will make sure you know to get what? that set up. <laughs> I used to use this in magic all the time. So I used to perform, but I used to do a trick. And the trick was on purpose where it wouldn't get any, uh, it wouldn't get a reaction. I was like, oh, and I, I do this and I make something appear. And then nobody clapped me like, don't worry if, you, if none of you are impressed. I did bring my own audience. They will clap for me for the show. Thank you very much. And then, and then I would actually do so. I would actually do like the actual, the actual trick. It would be like, like, I don't know if you can see this right here. Can you see that? Uh, it's, it's it's a coin, but it's invisible. That's why you can't see it. So it just it just makes me look really good. You see, but look, if I wanted to make you visible, like I could take it and I could squeeze it like this, and I can make you become visible. Like that. See? That, that that looks a lot better, doesn't it? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you hold it at the right angle, you can even make it just a little bit bigger, just like that. <laughs> it always it always looks good. <laughs> So not only did you bring good stories, good conversation, <laughs> but you also brought magic. I, I do, do appreciate one. that. I had to do Thank one. You. <laughs> Thank you. If you ever Thank come you. to LA, we'll go to the magic castle. I, hey, I, I, like, at this point, it's like, I want to get out there to California, period. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I've go. met so many, so many just fun individuals. It's like, I, I need to just make a month trip to California from north to south and just go ahead. And when I used to work in health insurance here in Maryland, mind you, I, I dealt with the California patients. So I was on a California schedule for two years. Like I went to work at 1230 uh, PM here and I got out at 9 PM. So I was basically working 930 to six California time. And it, it, it was like at that point, and also I was kind of just getting into jujitsu. I had, you know, friends over there in LA and in Temecula and San Diego and stuff. And I was like, okay, so I may as well just move out there right now. Cause I'm already on the schedule, but, <laughs> yeah. and then funny enough, one of my friends from Maryland who moved to California, he moved to San Diego. He was working with the same company and he was taking wow. Maryland, Maryland calls for the Maryland patients. Wow. 
I was like, how fucking backward is this company? Like, <laughs> I'm here in Maryland taking California calls. He's in California taking Maryland calls. You dummies. Uh, yeah. So, and that's how I um, end my shows by insulting my former employee. <laughs> that, that's like, there's a reason they got rid of me. Um, oh, well, thanks so, for having me, man. Lots no of fun. Pro no problem. I'm Thank about you. to shoot two more videos right now. Now that I got my lights set up, I'm going to take, I'm going to shoot right now. <laughs> Perfect, perfect. And of course, uh, as usual, as soon as I see it, I'm post reposting it. Uh, and you know what? This, when, when is this? When is this going to get posted? I'm going to show you right now. I'll give you the sneak peek because by the time this is out, I already posted video. I'll show perfect. you the video that I'm going to post tomorrow. Uh, that, that way, if anybody doesn't follow follow me yet, go follow me at Jits Crew so you can see this video and then comment. Let me know you start off on this page and then other videos that I do. But I just this is what I'm posting tomorrow. You know, they say whatever noise you make when I hit your hip, that's uh, your sex noise. But I don't understand what you're talking Oh, I'm, I'm... You're not going to tell anyone about this, right, bro? I, I don't even know what I'd tell them. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'm posting tomorrow. <laughs> Perfect. And I can't wait to repost that. I don't, know, um, I don't know what it is about the moaning sounds, dude. It's like, it's always cracks people up, dude. And like, I've always done it with my friends. Like, oh, like just stupid things. Like, even when you play video, you're like Call of Duty. You know, you always get that one guy who, like, he gets shot or he gets killed and he starts moaning on the mic. Like, why do you got to do that? And then I'll start doing it back and then everybody starts doing it. <laughs> it's, it's a contagious thing. It is, um, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. Oh, it is. Uh, and as you all know, listeners out there, Thank you, as usual, for listening. Thank you for following. Thank you for the downloads. I appreciate the fuck out of everybody out there. This is this has been a fun ride for me. Just a little fun experiment, seeing seeing you know what we can do with this, and it looks like the audience is picking up. So thank you so much. Word of mouth, you know, whatever's going on. Thank you. Please go check out Jujitsu Happy Hours show on YouTube. It's a great great show fun stephanie and michelle they they put on a great show over there and they're picking up a lot of traction as well check out soon the bjj's page he has a lot of great techniques kent peters as well another great page with a lot of great techniques out there and and my guest today anthony check out his page jits cruise it, it, you won't be sorry if you're not already following go follow it it is a hilarious page he's a hilarious young man and a great guest. Um, otherwise, if you all want to be on the show, reach out to me. Shoot me a message. Like I said, I'm a friendly guy. I don't bite. You know, you know, I, I'm I'm very approachable. So go ahead, reach out to me. If you got any criticisms, let me know too. I know the last few episodes, my the sound has been a little off. So my bad. I did something to the mixer and fucked it up. So, but thank you for bearing with me, y'all. And y'all keep listening. I'm gonna keep making these shows. Thank you, y'all. Peace out. Hook us. This camera cut off. Uh oh, I'm all over here by myself now. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to do now. We gotta wait for him to come back. Let's see if he messes me on. Uh, oh, there he is. He's back. I got nervous. Yeah, yeah. I thought, like, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you. I thought you were gone for me. I was like, no, I can't do this for myself. <laughs> um, 
No, I, I was sitting there talking. You were like, you're you're frozen. I was like, oh, shit, he's frozen. When I saw you move a little bit, I was like, okay, no, he's not frozen. He's listening. And then it just drops. I was like, ah, oh, you fucking machine. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 well, that this this is what happens when you get the cheap internet. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I, we got like the forty dollar internet. And they're like, okay, when, it works. Using, <laughs> don't worry, Sometimes. I'm using my neighbor. I'm using my neighbors. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Actually, my previous neighbor. So we, the way we operated, our townhouse had a washer and dryer. Hers did not. So she would come over and use our washer and dryer. And she was a nice lady. You know, she'd come over and watch movies, which she was kind of annoying because yeah. <laughs> it, it's she she was a really, really, really good person, really nice person, just loved life, enjoys life, and loves laughing. But there's sometimes we're watching movies and there's like there's no need for laughter there. That shit wasn't funny. Yeah. But you know, I'm glad, you know, that she, you know, can find that joy in life. That that's beautiful. But not when I'm fucking watching Avengers. Like, keep that yeah. shit down. Um, but uh, she would come over and use our washing machine. And one day, something, oh, we yet again had cheap internet. We had like satellite internet, and the company just shut down one day. They just bounced. They sent us an email, said, Hey, so you should probably try Verizon because we're out of business. Oh my God. I was like, Wow. <laughs> they didn't even give us a warning. They, like, that was the warning. We're shutting down next week. It was like, Holy shit. Like, you couldn't tell me a month oh, in man. advance, but, uh, <laughs> you know, so, you know, the internet shuts down and she comes over one day and we're talking. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to fucking fight with Comcast right now to get the internet back on. So, oh yeah, you could use mine. I was like, oh really? She's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I come over, use your washer and dryer. I mean, go ahead, use my internet. So, you know, we were using her internet, which was fucking great. And the only thing I got weird is when she would go up to New York. Her family's from oh. New York, so she got to visit her family. And I remember something happened with her credit card, so it didn't get paid. Oh. And I didn't want to call. <laughs> so my <laughs> wife, she's like, I, you know, I played dumb. Like, I got home. Oh, shit, the internet's off. So I went and started kind of like, <laughs> like, I was doing all types of shit around the oh, house. So she got home. Once she got home, then I hit one of those, like, like I let her get on the computer. Like, she's like, hey, the internet's not working. I was like, really? It's not? That's fucking weird. Like, you haven't been on the internet at all today? No, nah, I mean, I've been fucking doing chores all day. You know, like, I've been cooking. I've been doing stuff. Like, so she goes, um, I go, maybe you should call Karen. She was like, okay, yeah, I'll call her. Because I didn't want to call her. Because I, I feel like a fucking, you know, leech. <laughs> like, hey, so your internet's not working. You're going to pay that? <laughs> Um, so my wife called and you know said it just like that, which is fucked up. But oh, fuck <laughs> but she paid it and you know, <laughs> we went back to the internet. Um, That's so funny. But yeah, so sorry about that. Um, I don't know what I was talking about beforehand. Doesn't it's matter. Blue belt. <laughs> oh yeah, blue, blue belt. belt. <laughs> I feel, feel like sometimes you're not getting better. 